Hey guys, the next video is out now. Aggressive. It's the four pillars of performance. I'm it's like a, the apocalypse. I'm getting aggressive. We break it down. So Mo- aggressive. Mindpumpradio.com. <laughs> Click on the green button. Watch us explain what the four main pillars of performance are all about. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. This episode right now is a little bit, uh, what's the word? Tainted? Uh, no, not tainted, but, uh, you know, and it's urgent. Messy and it's beautiful. Urgent, this is an urgent episode. We have to spit this episode out quickly because Justin has to take a shit. <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want him to soil my seat. Did you see the picture I sent you guys? Of what? The, the toilet seat. Yes. Okay. So, so this is this is my roommate, right? Okay. This it, this now I've only caught him three times that I've actually caught this. Now I know that he does this, but you don't you don't always get to see it. So I come home and I open up uh, my downstairs bathroom, and uh, it looks like a gas station. And what I mean, the the toilet seat has got like um, you know homemade a gasket all the way around it. Yeah, he, he puts a can- toilet paper. Yeah, he cover, yeah. he wrap, wraps it around the toilet. Yeah, seat. because he doesn't like his ass to get cold at home. <laughs> Now the funny part Why is, is just like hover. Yeah, and the funny part is Katrina's his best friend, so she's been, she's she's known about this for a very long time. But the way it came out was he always clogs the fucking toilet, and so it's like, dude, what, are you taking these massive shits, bro? What's going on there? I feel like we're it's totally like, no, rolling like, him under the bus. Well, he right just now. uses like a half a roll of toilet paper every well, time he goes to the well, bathroom, and then and then you make fun of me having a hair on my ass. But let me tell you something. Yeah, it's always warm. <laughs> I'm sure based there's off never oh, a cold. Yeah. There's That's never true. a cold time for me. Yeah, it's a <laughs> fur jacket on that. Uh, ass. I, I'd like to uh, before we continue comment on uh, the frazzleness of Doug. Uh, this poor guy's been oh, working so hard. He looks like he's uh, working so hard. He's making me tired. Has like yeah, like I'm getting tired. Twenty bloodshot <laughs> veins going through his eyes. He's he's you're totally functioning on adrenaline right now, like hundred yeah. percent. Like, he's like yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm here, Doug. Are you still doing cocaine? Uh, that I, don't, I don't need it. <laughs> that's good. Look at the hair. Look at his hair in the back of his head. <laughs> I was just sticking up. Yeah, no, no, that's yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm on my way out. We're right in the middle of a launch. I'm yeah. trying to get everybody to go to a game and go mess around for a little bit. So I just ran down here, took a shower. I hadn't taken one for like two days. Oh, man. For reals? For reals? A... Two full days of no showering? Yeah, that's all right. That's legit. That's, that's legit. A, a Katrina crazy. goes three sometimes. Really? Yeah. That's hot though, because it builds up the the essence. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you would like that, you yeah, hippie it's, fuck. It's, 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 it's animalistic. It's, like, yeah. it's so hot that you don't shower. It's a lot of pheromones in the air. <laughs> you know, you walk in the house, you're like, "Is there an animal in here?" And you're like, <laughs> yeah. "Of course there is. Look yeah, at you, yeah, you yeah. animal, <laughs> all filthy. You're greasy." Uh, <laughs> what was that thing that you sent us earlier that you wanted to? Oh, the Twitter, or the, I mean, the um, yeah. So the <laughs> the newest technology that they're working on right now. Is the ability to um, to read and figure out sarcasm, when like we, from text? You mean? Yeah, from text, from tweeting, and from uh, social media content. Uh, uh, for them to be able to uh, go, and they said because of uh, Twitter and because it's a running feed like that, and they can go back and see conversations that there's all these there's that they actually wrote a code for because there's patterns in the way I, I don't know I, what the punctuation and the patterns of the, what type of verbiage people use when they're being sarcastic. so it's going to pick up sarcasm or you have to use a font or something so that you're showing no no no, no, no it's going to pick it up oh it, really and i think it's going to naturally I, I you know i don't know if they speculated on how they would demonstrate it as sarcastic whether it would yeah, color good it luck. Well, yeah well now ai has everything 
You know that, right? Yeah. We're going to have sarcastic robots. Like, come on. Yeah, and we still can't sleep with them. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good job, scientists. You did this backwards. Hey, go clean that window over there. Uh, go clean that window over there. <laughs> it's like, fucking robots. <laughs> and then when you have sex with them, like, your penis is small. And like, you fucker. Dog and chicken. That's not why I bought you. Who programmed this thing? Yeah. Send them back. Uh, well, good luck, man. I mean, like for me, for example, you guys have seen my text. You guys only know I'm being sarcastic because if it's not sarcasm, then you're probably then I'm obviously the worst human in the world. Well, that's the that's the one. That's, <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. Well, you know what Pretty if you much. well what if you are so I think, and they said I think on the um the uh the it said like 80, 80 or eighty five percent accurate or whatever. So there's obviously room for error. You know, there's some people that are just an asshole. They're not being sarcastic <laughs> at all, right? So. How, how do you do? You know, how does it decipher from that? So I think that'll yeah. be kind of. I don't know, but I like having people guess like or, or think. Absolutely, you know? that's how I. I think that's part of the it. part of the fun of the sarcasm is to throw it out there and say something like that and see how many morons actually think you're being serious. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. no, dude, I'm really not that big of a dick. You actually thought I was. You know, yeah. half of it's baiting people. Right? Yeah, I, I I always try to be a dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's good times. Comes natural. Um, I wanted to talk about uh a, a facet of uh you know fitness performance that we brought up a couple times in the past and I've gotten questions on. What's up? We use the word proprioception. Oh, I'm glad you brought this up because I feel like uh, we we have dropped it a few times. And, uh, you know, if you don't know what the fuck that means, that sounds really confusing. Right. It's a big, it's a big word. It's got, it's kind of the scientific term for, you know, being able to move. What is it? Awareness in space, I yeah, guess is how you define it. Yeah. You know, knowing where your body how is. How you orientate, yeah, as far as like your body in, in that space. Yeah. So I, I thought of um, an extreme, kind of an extreme example of like ri- like ridiculous proprioception, like an athlete that demonstrates uh, the ability to- Figure uh, skater. D- figure skater, yeah. uh, diver, or a gymnast. You know, they mm-hmm. can flip in the air and land on All their right. feet or they can- Grab a bar, manipulate their body, and always end up in the right position. High beam? What's that one event where, yeah, they're flipping on this, like, beam? Oh, the horse? Balance 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 beam. beam. Thank you. Doug knew that pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's really into those gymnasts. (laughs) I've done the the high beam before. So you get blazed and then you go. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's knowing where your body is um, in space and then be able to move and apply, I guess, strength in these different uh, different positions. And really, it's, there's a predictive element there, right? Because it's a patterning. So what you're doing is you're training your body to adapt to these movements so that way, you, uh, you know, repetitively, you do these over and over consistently, you're going to get the same result. So that way I can train my body to react appropriately and be, uh, you know, have strength in that movement. Well, I think a lot of people don't realize the ridiculous and immense calculations that happen in the brain every time you your body tries to predict where it's going to land or move or needs to position itself. Like the math involved is ridiculous. And I'll give you an example. If I were to throw uh, a baseball at you or I throw something at you and you were to catch it, your brain has to calculate where that ball is going to go before you can grab it and how hard you need to squeeze it to catch the ball. And there's lots of math that goes into this. There's lots of calculations that go into this that we completely take for granted. Yeah. Well, a lot of proprioception is that skill, is practicing that skill. Um, and if you don't have it, but you have lots of strength and you're very fit, but you don't have good proprioception, then um, then the strength is almost u- useless, well, think especially of, in sports. Think of, think of somebody... So you can't throw a baseball at a baby. I, I, yeah, I, I, visualize, <laughs> can, I visualize this, you know, big, clunky, goofy guy, you know, stumbling over his feet that's got this crazy strength. He could pick a car up, but then he can't, you know, put one foot in front of the other. You know, that's kind of like somebody who has terrible proprioception, but... You could still have strength. So, in other words, you could still have 
you could be a strong person, you could have muscles, you could be built that way, but at the same time too, not have great proprioception. So it's just, it's another element of training that a lot of people neglect. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't put a lot of emphasis on it. And it's one of those ones that don't really become a priority until we start to get older and we start to see how important that is that yeah. when you're walking, when you're 65 years old, walking down the steps that you can put your one step in front of the other. You think you take yeah. that for granted uh, right now. Exactly. It's, it's, it's totally um, uh, like functionality and that are so intertwined. Right? Yes. So we talk we talk about function being functional. Uh, like proprioception is a big part of that because if you don't know how to navigate properly, uh, you know, you're going to have these interruptions and, and the whole process of you moving is going to be not as optimal as it could be. Well, yeah. does this analogy work? I'm going to use a car analogy. I'm probably going to fuck up, but we'll try. Uh, you got a car. This is not a sports I know, analogy, or so. a car. I shouldn't yeah. even do either one, but no, you should. I did the baseball one earlier. If let's say you got a car with like 700 horsepower, but you can't get the tires to grip. So you can't transfer that power to the ground properly. Right. Um, or you're racing on a racetrack with that really fast car. And again, it can't grip. It can't go on. It can't stay in its own lane. It crashes. It's kind of like that. Like you can have all this strength and power um, and, and uh, you know, conditioning. But if you're not able to move uh, and use that strength wherever you want, then as an athlete or somebody who wants to be functional, perform functionally, it's almost a waste. You know what I mean? You you, you become uh, clumsy, like you said, Adam. You don't have that yeah. that ability to change those directions. Mm. And I think people uh, need to understand that it's it's something that you that your the central nervous system learns it, but it's the brain that learns a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's really practicing and moving in these different ways that allows you to apply the strength in these different positions. And let's look at the real world. Okay, the real world is a multiplanar world. It is not up down. It's not just straight. Right. It's not straight in front of you. It's, you know, side to side twisting, going, you know, moving in one plane, then switching to the other and moving in both planes at the same time or going back and forth between the two of them. And uh, proprioception is extremely important for that. And if you want to be uh, agile, you want to have that kind of agility, then you have to train it. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to have it. Yeah. Bilateral, unilateral. You have to, you know, carry load in a lot of like interesting ways, you know, so you have to you have to be able to put that into a program if you're if you're training that way like you want to be able to overcome these obstacles as well in life so so what would be an example of like a like let's say a lower body like a simple lower body exercise that would work on proprioception for the lower body uh so like it's just a single leg balance like yeah single leg balance or uh how about multi-directional lunge right multi like yeah transverse plane yeah you can do a twisting lunge right. yeah so that's a that's a for the listeners who aren't familiar a multi-directional lunge would be like i do a forward step lunge then i step to the side for a side lunge then i step to the back for a back step lunge and i can do that always facing forward or i can do that changing the direction i face each time mm-hmm. so i'm facing forward i'm facing sideways and facing back and that would be an example of you know, uh, working the muscles in very similar ways, but changing the angles that I'm working them so that my body learns how to position itself. Because think about it this way. When you're moving with speed or you're moving with, you know, while you're walking or even if you're moving very slowly, each one of those requires different calculations Mm -hmm. for your brain and your body. How much force it needs to place on the ground, where to place your foot. This is a big one. Where to place your foot. Think about that. That's where you're power is going to come from yeah your ground forces that you're driving right, right? and if you don't know where to place your foot um uh, automatically um then you don't have proprioception it is this you know what it is it's um you have to be unconsciously competent in this in order to have good proprioception you guys have heard the whole the, the, the four stages of learning yeah mm-hmm. you guys remember those 
there's uh what's the first one unconscious incompetence yeah so you have you don't know that you don't know so uh if you've never been in the water before you don't know that you can't swim you get in there you can't swim you know so you've That's now first moved, step, yeah. you've first now step moved past okay realizing i right. need work here right so you've moved now <laughs> it's not working you've gone from unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence so like okay now i know i don't know so you practice and you learn and then you go from conscious incompetence to conscious competence that means that you're actively thinking about what you have to do in order to do it so if i have uh if i'm in that that third stage of learning with proprioception i can do it but i got to think about it like okay you know lateral lunge back step lunge front step lunge but if I want to be really effective, I got to go to the next uh, stage, which is unconscious uh, competence, where it's like breathing. You know, like right now you're breathing right now. You're not thinking about breathing. It just happens. Well, and let's and let's back that up to that, for that third phase is the important piece to that is is learning how to not only get yourself in, in, in the right positions, but then learning to fire uh, certain muscles and, and at this at, a, at the right time, you know, so like if you're coming out of. Uh, like a lateral lunge and you're and you're pushing off like yeah you can g- go get yourself into a lateral lunge and then just get back to that position but doing that properly to where you're good mechanics to where you're you're optimizing the performance you got to learn how to fire Bracing your core exactly squeezing your glutes Central, everything's everything's firing at and once and then you can step again with efficiency exactly otherwise yeah if you do that and you just assume that you're gonna all this momentum you've built up going into that movement you know that's going to take you over yes so, yeah that's you have to so account for that i i find i find that piece of proprioception so important to, to talk about right. because you people hear us say you know multi-planar this and that and that this is like a so i notice this like in group classes classes that i teach you know um one of the things i like about how they program design is they incorporate some of these multi-planar movements or movements that are single legs so they and unilateral a lot of good stuff that you know challenges proprioception a little bit now the problem that i have with it in a group setting is that I, you know, I'm looking at, you know, 10, 15 people and there's so many things that even the people that are performing the movement and kind of going through the motions, th- we're really not maximizing our training for proprioception because I'm not tell- I'm not talking in their ear saying this is what you should be focused on. This is how you should be performing this. You're not just going through the motion just because you see somebody going from left to right to left to right. It's how you go left to right too, and then getting so good at doing it correctly that you can do it in your sleep. That you can, exactly. You don't even have to think about it. Yeah. And for the average person listening, you know, having the ability to do this just makes uh, all your gains in the gym um, translate. It yeah. translates to everyday life. Um, and it's injury prevention. You know, if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm tremendously strong, that's normally the one I talk to more than anything. Yeah, because if I'm if I think about it, like if I'm really really strong at a squat, barbell squat, really strong. Now, barbell squat is one direction. I'm looking straight ahead. I'm going up and down. Right. Super strong with it. Now my quads are strong. My glutes are strong. My hamstrings are strong. Squats make you very very strong in general. But let's say um, you know I'm crossing the street. Cars are coming to hit me. I'm giving I'm using a random example, and I need to use that power real quick to move laterally. Mm-hmm. I might, I'll move, I'll apply that power, but I'll, I might hurt myself. Yeah. Or let's just say you're, you're doing your squat. Everything's normal. Somebody distracts you to your left. You twist a little bit, you know, like reacting to that with load on your back. And if you have proper training to where you've been able to account for different types of forces, uh, you know, twisting, shearing, all these types of forces, uh, you know, you're going to have a higher probability that you're not going to get injured. You know, what just came to me also um, is that it makes you more confident, even if you're training in the same planes that you always train in. So, mm-hmm. again, we'll use a squat, for example. If I'm squatting a very, very heavy weight or challenging weight for myself um, and I don't have good proprioception or let's say I don't have good lateral stability, we, we'll keep focusing on that because that's what we're talking about. 
And um, I have to I have to be very focused on maintaining my squat in this one particular groove or position because I know if I deviate by the slightest amount, uh, I'm going to have to change my, my my strength patterns to accommodate for it in a way because I'm uncomfortable in that new position and it's gonna, I'm going to lose all my strength. Versus I have this amazing proprioceptive ability where I'm more confident in my drive and my force because I know I'm stable. Right. I know I'm I'm okay if I if I deviate the slightest bit. And what I mean by deviate is you wouldn't even notice by looking at you know looking at me um, that that there's a slight deviation. But if you had like a scale underneath both feet and you could see that let's say it's fifty percent even on either side and then it goes fifty point five percent. When you have you know a challenging weight for you uh, on your back and that five percent shifts to one side, it's exponential. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, not it's not trivial. Well, and if I don't have that that pro- especially pro- repetitively over time if you could keep doing it. Exactly, and injuries become quite common. This is why this is one of the reasons why you see people who are gym strong mm-hmm. hurt themselves doing the most mundane shit. Well, and to for me the biggest uh thing that I noticed like when I was playing football in college, my whole goal was to get as big as possible because I had to overcome guys that were a lot bigger and faster than me. Uh, and that was my answer. I had to get bigger. And so what I did is I compromised a lot of things. So I compromised a lot of my functional movement patterns. Um, I actually would, I literally trained in the sagittal plane. That was basically it. Straight just, ahead. Just straight ahead, front, back, front, back, everything front, back. And it totally, my body was set up to go forwards and backwards. That was it. So the the minute I I was shifting left to right or twisting or, or somebody uh, barely nudged me uh, on the side I was imbalanced and I would like fall over. Wow! Yeah, wow. it so was that big of a difference. It was a big difference. Yeah, it, from a visible standpoint, from an aesthetic standpoint too. Um, training in this way trains uh, a lot of these kind of stabilizer muscles. Yeah, that um, you know when they're well developed along with your prime movers. You have a very kind of balanced look to your physique. You look, it's you know, it's hard to explain. Okay, we've all seen those people in the gym that are muscular, but they're moving. They look stiff by the way they move. And then we've seen people that are muscular that don't seem to look stiff. They seem to look like they they flow well, they move well. And that's a lot of times the difference between somebody who's got poor proprioceptive ability and someone that has good proprioceptive ability. I've never thought about that way, but absolutely, I could think you could assess that. Yeah, I think you might, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's that's a fair that's a fair uh, assumption I guess you could make cuz you know, if you're if you're hitting all those stabilizer muscles, you you're going to develop ones that the average person that only does some basic movements all the time. Uh, and you know, obviously we know genetics plays a role somewhat. Some people have got that great shape, but you know, for the average Joe or Jane that's in there working out, I think that you can definitely I, th- I think we could definitely point someone out who who trains in all all facets. I think for sure it might be harder to tell on you know an average beginner in a first year or two of training. But if you've been consistently training for a long time and you've made sure you've incorporated you know proprioception in your training and you've and you've focused on a lot of those stabilizers like that, I think there's definitely a person you can tell. Yeah, I think just thinking of proprioception, I think one of the the staple exercises for me that always comes to mind that I would say is the uh, Turkish get-up with the, the kettlebell just because of the, it's definitely a complex move, right? So there's multiple parts to it, um, but it, it's really uh, moving your body and, and, and uh, shifting weight onto different parts of your body, you know, at a different time to give you a new leverage than to push. And so it's a way that, meanwhile, you're balancing this weight over your head and stabilizing it with your shoulder, and you're looking up. So you're looking up the whole time. You're not looking at what your body's doing. 
So you have to be aware of your space. You have to be aware of your what your leg is doing to slide that. underneath you. Movement. Yeah, to get up off the ground and then repeat the process on the way down. So uh, just just for the listeners, that's that's such a, a great exercise for you to get in tune with your body and and really teach it how to move in, in a fashion that you are purposely trying to achieve. That well, exercise was very popular. I think they call it Turkish get up because it was popular amongst Turkish wrestlers. Oh, who wow. were okay. some of the best, you know, at the time, they were some of the best wrestlers in the world. And this was an exercise that was one of their staple movements. And you find that in certain sports. Certain sports will have their that one exercise that they always focus on because it seems to have a lot of carryover. Well, wrestling requires a ridiculous and tremendous amount of proprioception. Mm-hmm. If you've ever grappled, you know, I mean, you got to be able to move in any direction. And if you can't, you're going to get thrown on your head uh, or pinned or whatever your you know particular sport uh, involves. And a Turkish getup was one of the more popular exercises amongst the wrestlers. And now MMA guys, mm-hmm. I've noticed uh, they adapted it before it started getting popular. I see it fitness. a lot now, yeah, with MMA guys. I, you know, we we're obviously talking because of our the the program that's coming out and everything like that. And we're we're talking in the you know we're so specific to performance or like that. But when we talk about proprioception, I can't uh, stress enough the importance of it for just the average person. I don't care who you are. Right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's always a part of my program that, it, you know, I don't care what your goal is. I feel like that's such a necessity. And I speak more to people that, you know, cause I've dealt with this more. I've dealt with more people that are, you know, 65 and above who fell and broke a hip or, you know, mm-hmm. missed a step on their way down. I mean, and you don't have to be that old. I have some clients even younger than that. Uh, just some, uh, one fell the other day and split his head open, wide open on the stairs coming down. And he's, you know, in his fifties, like that, that just happens. And, you know, I don't know if you guys notice, I know this for me for sure. Cause how long I've been training and the way I've trained my mind is like, if I go to pick something up, that's like heavy, anything over 50 pounds, like I autom- I get into like a proper squat to lift it up, you know? And, and I lift it up as if I was squatting inside the gym, just the yeah. same way. When I walk upstairs, I even pay, I even notice the way I plant my heel and drive off my glute when I take walk up the steps and I don't even think about it. I just do it. But that's not normal. That's because we trained ourselves that way for so long. It's become that way for us. A lot of people just go up the stairs, mm-hmm. you know, and they might be on the ball of their foot. They might have their foot internally rotated a little bit, things like that. That's all proprioception. You learn to to step in different planes correctly, fire the right muscles over and over and repetitive. You train that way. Then when you do those basic movements, it's less likely to hurt you. I do a box Sometimes squat I, when I poop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like people, like literally like the wind is blowing them forward. You know what I mean? Like it's just like they're just going based off momentum for everything. <laughs> what do they call it? Controlled uh, falling or whatever? Yeah, yeah. 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 she's like like fumbling toddlers. Yeah, know. I think uh, for the average person listening who just wants to be fit and wants to do this for a long time, and even if muscle building, even if it's just primarily muscle building is your goal, um, when you get to the point where you notice your gains are starting or your strength gains are starting to stagnate a little bit, or you're starting to feel stiff, um, you know, joints are starting to bother you. I'm that's stiff. that's a great. That's a different kind of stiff. I'm talking about <laughs> joint stiff, joint rigidity. Um, when you start to Ooh. feel that you, <laughs> you, dirty. you want to, uh, that would be a great time to insert yeah, a, 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 an agility or proprioceptive stage into your workout. And I, you know what? I, I use agility. Sometimes I don't like using that word cause I think people think then they confuse agility with, uh, like explosive power. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I got to jump around. No, that's not the same thing. Um, that's that's something <laughs> well. In any way, that it's annoying because agility immediately is assumed with like skills training, right? So it's like yeah, a sp- specificity like of like kung fu or something. Yeah, like, that. like whatever sport you're doing, like that tends to be the thing. Like just throwing a baseball. Yeah, but if you're training and you're noticing these types of things with your body, it's feeling kind of achy. Progress is slowing down or stalling. 
putting in a you know one to three or four week phase of just proprioceptive training, when you go back to your traditional strength training, you'll notice significant progress. And, and people are afraid. It's funny. People are afraid to change their workout to focus on a different form of adaptation because they're afraid that they're going to lose the the progress that they've made up right. into that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got to think about it this way. When you progress your body, it doesn't progress linearly. It doesn't constantly progress on a, on a, on a week-by-week basis. What will happen is you'll progress – You'll slow down a little bit, and you got to take a little step back. And the way you do that is by changing the form of adaptation. So it's more like a kind of like a step ladder a little bit, where you step up, maybe come down a little bit, come back up. But over time, you're always consistently progressing. Well, there's upward. diminishing return when you're just going for that one thing all right, the time. Right. You know? Right. So if like I'm, I'm always trying to be super, super, super strong with my you know barbell squat, um, but I'm stagnating. I'm noticing my hips are sore. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say my max is stuck at you know 405. Let's say for example. Mm-hmm. I know if I do a two or three you know week phase on proprioception that I may lose my four or five max for a little bit. It might go down. You're going to th- gain more support and right. structure around your hips and your core, right? And your back and your bracing. Exactly. Yeah. So let's say after three weeks I go to do my max and it's not four or five anymore. It's four hundred or three ninety five, but I feel real stable in it. Guess what's going to happen in the next two weeks? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go up to four fifteen, mm-hmm. and that's what I, that's what people need to realize when they change their their, their target of their routine yeah. and their workout. So I, that hits home. For, that up. hits home for me. Just remember, I uh, recently just uh, showed my four hundred five squad a failing, and a lot of that was me really working, really tightening up my form and technique, and decelerating and paying attention where where my knees are, my body is, and you know, I, sir, I failed. You know, I failed like the la- the two times that I'd done it, and then I finally got it. Well, now, like now, not only can I get the four hundred five up, but originally when I got it up, it was wasn't the prettiest thing ever it was just to get it up you know and i wasn't firing properly now like when i do it it feels completely different you know it's a very comfortable 405 and now i already know i haven't even attempted a higher weight yet but i know it'll I'll, it'll be there yeah i think um i think it's real important you insert this into your uh into your workout regardless of what your goal is it's funny because back in the day uh bodybuilders would do similar things like this like for example arnold and Franco would insert ballet and stuff like that. They, they would do different things to help them with their posing, or they would do a pure strength cycle where they would just power lift. They wouldn't bodybuild, or they would incorporate some type of calisthenic. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of it was it wasn't so much dogma back then. It's interesting because back then I think they didn't have as much information as we have now, uh, but they were a little op- more open minded because the information wasn't out there. So they were trying to still discover. Said, that's the problem with you know, right yeah. now. Right now, we have a study for everything to show you that this is superior than something else at a certain time. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, any of us could take any one uh, modality, any uh, theory or you know philosophy behind how to train the body and you could take it and run with it and be like here's all the benefits to it and show because we have all these great studies to prove mm-hmm. it's a little bit better than this for these reasons but for everything that it's better for there's you know there's a drawback to it too and then there's the fact of adaptation and your body gets used to that and then those returns diminish and now something else becomes superior so the, sometimes we're we're almost uh we're it's almost hindered us in this era now cuz i feel like uh, you know that's like the post i did the other day uh, about the close grip tricep press you know because i feel like we get we, we got all these stupid exercises i see everyone posting and everything like that to that they're creating all these on a machine and stuff it's like dude exhaust your resources on the the good movements that have already proven to be superior to everything else or yeah like master those movements. yes that's yeah, what i mean yeah. Ma- master master, master all these i mean there's so many variations to the squat yeah. or a barbell it's way press. more impressive 
that you can that you can get really really and see huge gains from. And I'm, so I'm not saying there's no room for other things, but but even then, like I'm gonna master all those, and then I'm gonna do things like proprioception or work in mobility or do things that <laughs> that are gonna benefit the body so much more than getting on a machine and doing that. I guess I mean I, there'd be a lot of things I would exhaust before I caught myself doing some of these silly movements that everyone's caught up doing. But I feel like that's the trend right now. Yeah. It, it is, yeah. and you know, for me even changing the target of my uh you know my, my training a lot of times um i find i get a little bit of fear because i'm not in my comfort zone so i went from being a badass to now i got to train and do this new type of training and not feel like oh i know what i'm doing anymore but i know every time at the end of it after two or three weeks i go back to my favorite style of training mm-hmm. and i'm just better off yeah okay. so and that's what it's all about if you want to progress and you want to do this long term um then you have to f- look at these different these different facets of uh, of physical performance and uh, proprioception and, is one of them. Ebb and flow. Ebb and flow. Ebbs and flow. And with that, leave us a five star rating and review. We love you. Boom. Internet high five. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>